priorities can shift quite a bit at an organization. The more agile you are, the more likely your priorities are going to shift. And in addition to that, the more the economy is in a tumult, the more likely your priorities will have to shift. My name is Stephen Pope, and I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. And in this conversation, I'm going to give you my list of prioritization for how we handle an Amazon account. Hopefully, you'll find this valuable as you try and figure out what your priorities should be. really easy to set the tone on what the most valuable or most important thing you should do when managing an Amazon account. The first priority should always be keeping items active. If you have a stranded event, your item is no longer for sale. So what do I mean by stranded? I mean it was at FBA, it was live last night, but when you came in the office this morning, it was no longer live. So it's challenging because uh, items can go down for any variety of reason. So inside of this keep items active and live, there could be a stranded event, a closed listing, maybe your NCX rate went too high and Amazon said, hey, you had too many damages, you have to go in there and click that relist button, you have to go in there and file um, a, 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 a plan of action to get the item back up, whatever it might be. You might have a listing yank, a policy violation, hazmat clearance that's needed, uh, or maybe you just simply stocked out. All of this falls under the bucket umbrella of priority number one. Keep your items live. If you can't keep the item live, your PPC budget doesn't matter. The design of the listing is irrelevant. Doesn't matter because you can't generate any traffic and doesn't matter because you can't convert any traffic even if you could get them there in the first place. So second priority is shipments. Any item that uh, is at risk for stockout needs to be prioritized next. So your listing is live, hopefully, uh, but it's low on inventory. So instead of spending time analyzing that PPC data or working on SEO, you gotta keep your stock in place. Um, under normal circumstances, I believe that a 60-day run rate is appropriate to stock at FBA. And that is because under normal circumstances, Amazon can take up to 30 days to check an item in once you ship it. Under current circumstances, especially as it relates to COVID and the supply chain breaking down completely, especially as it did in May, and is about to do again at the end of July into August and potentially for the rest of 2020. You need to keep a 90-day supply at Amazon. And, and I feel very strongly that you need to be overstocked right now more so than I've ever felt before. And that's because uh, Amazon and its supply chain is under immense strain right now. Uh, not only did they announce the IPI increase a couple weeks ago, uh, they're going to run out of room this year faster than they've ever run out before. Uh, your competitors, I guarantee it. Mark my words, I guarantee this. Your competitors will stock out this year. All of them will. And so will you, most likely, unless you heed this advice. Keep your FBA stock to 90 days and 
get your 3PL in order, get your warehouse in order to ship direct to consumer. When, when April and May hit this year, COVID 1.0, as I like to call it, that was your wake-up call. If you didn't get your warehouse in order to ship direct to consumer, then you probably will not heed my advice now. But it's good advice nonetheless. So you have, a, you have another 60-day, 90-day window right now to get a warehouse ready to ship items directly to consumers. And if you want to have a great Christmas this year, and it's very likely to be a good Christmas for all Amazon sellers, but if you want to have an exceptional one, stay in stock. So that's priority number two. Keep the stock stocked. <laughs> All right, number three, uh, launching new accounts, new marketplaces, uh, or new initiatives in areas you have not previously explored. So, so if you're just opening your Amazon account and you haven't done the SEO work or you haven't set up ads, that would be the next priority. Uh, maybe you have set up Amazon, you've got the ads in place, your designs are great, you already got your A-plus content, you already got your search engine optimization. So what then? That's when you look to Etsy, eBay, Walmart, Shopify. By the way, we build all of that. Uh, you can go over to my Shopify uh, guy dot sites. You can, you can order a website from us for two grand, all included design, SEO, implementation, full technical implementation for a Shopify site. We build a Shopify site every single week. Uh, it's a core service that we just started advertising for because of the sheer demand requests for it. Uh, people are trying to diversify their portfolios more today than they've ever had to, and that's because Amazon is entering the maturity phase. They're entering that third cycle of the product life cycle, the maturity phase, and we are going to see it harder than ever to sell on Amazon, new policies and rules that make it more difficult for sellers. I know most of you already feel that way. Uh, very much we've seen it harder and harder to sell. Number four on my priority tree is reporting. This one will catch most of you by surprise, uh, but your Monday report to everybody in your organization is a big deal. It sets the tone for the week, sets the prioritization of what's going on, and you need to audit your account and tell them, here's what the numbers were last week as they compared to previous weeks. Are the traffic numbers up? Are impressions up or down? Are conversion rates up or down? And of course, sales. Are they up or down? We send out a weekly report to every client engaged at my Amazon guy. This has been something I feel very strongly about. Uh, not only do I like and have pride in showing how we're growing your sales, and if we weren't doing that, you would fire us. So we, of course, want you to know the proof that your sales are going up. And there are some leading indicators to the data points. If traffic is going up and sales are stagnant, we got a problem. It's conversion, right? If your conversion rates are high, but your traffic numbers are low, it's because you're underspending on advertising. Those two things have a healthy friction with each other. You got growth and you got profit. Those two things also have a healthy friction with each other, but by and large, 90% of our clients want us to grow them. So we're focused on leading indicators that are found in those reports. Now, whether you have an agency or not, and you're listening to this, you should also have your own internal reporting. Uh, the larger your organization is, the more likely this report is more needed. If you're a single mom and pop, 
don't worry about the report. You know what you need to do, and it's take action. But if you're in a 10-plus person organization, the left hand needs to talk to the right hand frequently, or they will do two different things. Uh, so if, if you have that in mind, right? Uh, so here's a great example. We look at A-plus content designs that our competitors have done or our clients have done, and more often than not, the aesthetics look great. Uh, it's not hard to find a good designer. It is, however, hard to find a good technical implementation of A-plus content design. And this is why I feel like our service is best in class, like 10 out of 10 best in class in the nation. Uh, we go in and we set 100 characters of each alt text photo. And let's say you've got 20 photos in your A-plus content. You can do the math. That's 20 times 100 characters. That's a lot of keywords. Most designers don't even know what a keyword is. Uh, additionally, a product grid, my favorite uh, part of an A-plus content design is called a product grid, and that's where you have comparison. Let's say you got a good, better, best model. You can compare the features and what you're gaining by upgrading. Let's say you've got multiple uh, products in the same category that are supplemental to each other and you want to increase your average order value, right? In e-commerce, there's a mantra. It's sell more products to more people more often for more money. And when you do those four things, your sales go up, right? But the thing that most people forget about uh, is to increase your average order value, you got to show them other items. You got to show the catalog to the consumer. So those two examples are great examples of how uh, the left hand needs to talk to the right hand for prioritization. Uh, and if you have a designer who's doing good designs, but they don't talk to the SEO guy, uh, that's going to be a problem. Now, in my organization, I teach the designers how to do SEO, and uh, that way when they're doing it, they, they just follow all my SOPs. I'm a systems guy. I love standard operating procedures because I can take anybody at any skill level and tell them, you follow this guide to a T, and if you don't, we're going to find another person who will, right? <laughs> so it uh, makes it easy to know how to have uh, standard controls and uh, the same excellence consistently. So if you don't have standard operating procedures internally, you should build them. Uh, it's, it's a no-brainer to do that. So weekly reporting really sets the tone for all of that kind of stuff. All right, so number five on the priority tree is conversion. Anything that affects conversion should be uh, taken care of. So this could be uh, that A-plus content that we just impacted. If you don't have A-plus content improving or putting into place A-plus content will improve your conversion rates a solid couple of percentage points. It's, it's that impactful. Uh, and if you don't have a brand store, uh, less important than A-plus content, but still important because anytime somebody clicks on the brand name on your, your ASIN or listing, you want it to go to the brand store to tell your brand story. So it's kind of important on that front. So uh, following conversion is anything that affects traffic. So this would be your advertising, uh, traffic, keyword check-ins, negating keywords for wasted spend, uh, lowering keywords that have bad, uh, bad ACOS, uh, discovering new keywords to effectively find new targeting methods, segmented approach. Maybe you haven't built display campaigns yet and you're late to the game there. Go build out your display campaigns. Uh, maybe you don't have a brand headline ad with a custom image. If you have no idea what I'm talking about and you sell on Amazon, 
it's because you haven't been paying attention to all of the new ad types coming out. Uh, short, short answer is go hire my Amazon guy. We'll take care of it for you. But if you're not going to do that, you got to go do the research. You got to go watch the podcast, the YouTube videos. And I've covered these subjects extensively. So hopefully they're not new to you. Uh, but anything that will build traffic would be next on this list. And then finally, uh, my catch-all uh, favorite prioritization uh, method, and that is the follow-up. So you did a good job on initiative ABC, but it relies upon a second party for whatever, whatever reason. So uh, at my agency, we'll do an A-plus content build and deliver it to the client. We will then wait for their approval before we hit the publish button. And we do that because it's public facing. Maybe they catch something that's off brand. Maybe they don't like the design and we have to scrap it and rebuild it altogether. That hardly ever happens, but it can, right? You, you know, design is super subjective. Um, so I like to use a two, seven, 14 day follow-up strategy. And what do I mean by that? That means if I, if I have done a delivery and, and it's been 48 hours and I've heard nothing from the client, we will then prod them and say, hey, just following up on this. We need your approval. Right now, a couple of keywords you can put into that. Change the subject line of an email and says, waiting on your approval, need your approval. Something to that effect um, gives a little bit of urgency to opening that email uh, to get that done because all of this great work is just waiting on a head nod, right? Uh, so we wait 48 hours, hear nothing, cool. We send a, a follow-up. Seven days, still heard nothing? Ooh, that's not good. We're going to give you a phone call and an email and follow-up a second time. And then finally, third, uh, if you haven't followed up, you haven't responded by this point, we don't expect to hear from you, but we're going to do it one more time at day 14. We're going to call you and email you once more. And at that stage, if the client has not responded uh, to a 2714, chances are they're not going to respond to anything further. So we'll let it go and it's onus on the client. Now, this strategy is not a bad strategy for whether you're an agency or you're internally following up on something, or maybe your own agency that you have currently, which isn't my Amazon guy, and you need to follow up with them to get the next thing on your agenda done. Uh, 2714 is such a great way to follow up on all of the priorities, uh, priorities that we mentioned on today's conversation. And if you use that, then you will make sure nothing falls through the cracks. Now, this requires, of course, for you to be super organized. Um, I recommend software tools like Asana. Um, there are many competitors out there like Trello and a few others uh, like something Monday. I forget the name of that one. Um, whatever software you use, maybe you just put it in a Google sheet and you got your own little organization thing going on. That's fine. But you got to stay organized to reset your priorities on a consistent basis. Check on those projects to see where they're at and communicate those priorities with the impact of those priorities to your organization or partners of your organization. And if you do this, you're more likely to be successful. Uh, sounds like common sense on today's podcast, but it really isn't because the theory is obvious. The practical, practical implementation of said theory, though, is not easy. Uh, it requires discipline. That word discipline is tough on the tongue because most organizations, most people are quite frankly, lazy. And it's human nature to not do what you don't want to do. You got to go fight that chaos monster, as my good friend Andre Lozovic would say, over at New Wave, 
new wave uh, swim buoy. And uh, he is constantly prodding me to go fight my own chaos monsters and slay them. So discipline is the best way to slay your own chaos and bring order to chaos. If you hire my Amazon guy, we are going to come in and bring order to your chaos using standard operating procedures, which we have thoroughly vetted over hundreds of clients. Thank you for listening today to the My Amazon Guy podcast about prioritization and how you should prioritize items or actions on your Amazon account. I hope you found it helpful. Feel free to leave a like or a subscribe to our channel to get further content about all things Amazon. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback as well. My name is Stephen Pope, and I am the founder of My Amazon Guy.